This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast on this very windy Friday the 18th of February. I'm Jamie Long and as you've probably noticed, Storm Eunice has hit Kent with full force. An amber weather warning was upgraded to red earlier today with winds knocking lorries over, toppling trees and damaging buildings. Well, the weather's caused major travel disruption with bridges closed, including the Dartford Crossing, Sheppey Crossing and the M2 Bridge. Ferries between Dover and France have also been cancelled, as were all train routes in the county. Paul Prentice is from South Eastern. We're facing a number of issues with a number of lines shut um, today um, across uh, the Kent um, and East Sussex network. Um, So as a result, we are strongly advising passengers not to travel today. Uh, This this is because we want to make sure that people can make their journey safely and uh, not be uh, faced by any disruption. What risks does the winds pose to trains on the network? The biggest risk is from things like trees falling on tracks, which is why we put in place a 50 mile an hour um, speed restriction. Because obviously when, if trains do hit um, uh, trees, um, it can cause an awful lot of damage and potentially something even more serious. Um, Also, you may have seen pictures of um, things like trampolines falling, uh, being blown onto tracks. Um, Again, this can cause a huge amount of damage to trains and, and, as I say, something even more serious. Um, Our big advice, as ever, would be to tie anything down that might blow away, including things like trampolines in your gardens, because they do cause an enormous risk, and it might mean that we have to shut other parts of the railway when things get blown onto the tracks. Well, with lots of travel disruption across the county, it's meant some operators have had to put extra measures in place. John Keefe is from Eurotunnel. At the moment, there's very high winds uh, across the whole of Kent and that obviously includes our terminal in Folkestone um, but our services are running um, uh, as, as planned. Um, we've put on some additional services through the day because we, we knew the weather was going to be difficult for people trying to get to the continent. I mean we're, we're taking a very simple view this is about um, customer and staff safety so we're making sure that everybody is catered for as they come onto the terminal um, <clears throat> we're, we're being very careful to, you know, we cleared up the terminal, we, we tied everything that was loose down over the last few days, all of those sort of standard precautions. And knowing that there would be difficulty with uh, weather in the channel, we've put on additional services, got extra staff on site to make sure that those who are travelling get across the channel. Well, some tourist attractions and businesses in the county also decided not to open today because of the dangerous weather. That included the whole of the Ashford designer outlet. A reporter, Dan Wright, was there earlier. It's a sensible decision by MacArthur Glen, the owners of the designer outlet, to shut the centre today because the conditions really are poor here. And I was walking in from the town centre towards the wind was so strong it was stopping me in my tracks as I approached the entrance to the centre so it's no surprise really that they've taken the decision to close it off today. 
all of the shops are closed, all off in darkness. And on what was going to be a, a very busy day as ever, particularly on a Friday here at the outlet, it's now eerily quiet. Well, the advice today was to stay at home unless absolutely necessary and emergency services and organisations have been putting extra procedures in place. Guy Addington is from the RNLI. What we have seen so far is that people seem to be heeding that advice and staying indoors and in particular of interest to us staying away from some of those coastal destinations. I'm guessing... um... The danger is even higher, obviously, if you get uh, close to the coast. Tell us tell us a little bit more about that. Obviously, the waves, um, flying objects, tell us a little bit about that. We understand, of course, I myself understand that there is a few things in nature that are as awe-inspiring as a storm-driven sea, a really rough sea. And we appreciate that people want to kind of capture a glimpse of some of that spectacle and get pictures and get some film and selfies, all of these sorts of things. Um, that's understandable, but our, we are urging people to take extreme caution and actually avoid some of those coastal locations. It's much better to observe the power of the sea uh, on a television screen or on the internet rather than put yourself in harm's way. People do tend to underestimate the power of the sea, particularly in the UK. It does have the strong potential with a storm behind it to wash people from beaches or wash people from jetties and piers and promenades. Uh, railings along these uh, along these areas offer little protection when the uh, when the sea is at its most powerful. Uh, so we are urging people to stay well back and preferably stay indoors. Our crews and teams remain on permanent standby. They are ready and willing to respond uh, to help anybody in difficulty out on the water uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So we are in a permanent state of readiness. We've got some additional resource in place in terms of uh, backup and support. Um, but we've had to do very little, actually, to uh, bring about extra preparedness because we are always ready and willing to support those in need out at sea. Well, that advice to stay away from the sea continues while winds remain high into the weekend. Well, the Kent Fire and Rescue Service is one of those right on the front line today. And as you can imagine, lots of planning has gone into preparing for Storm Eunice. Earlier, I spoke to Leanne McMahon, the area manager for building safety at the service. So the service has a suite, as you'd expect, a suite of business continuity plans in place for a variety of different uh, events that might occur, including severe weather. So um, it will be things like making sure that our um, our operational crews, so our firefighters that people see out and about, are still able to get to work at home uh, and, and be safe as they can while they're here doing their job because we need to be there when you need us. And what are some of the big safety risks caused by weather like this, obviously to the general public, but also to the to those working in the fire service as well? Any work within the fire, any frontline work within the fire rescue service has an element of risk within it, of course. So um, our, officers, our officers and our firefighters are regularly trained, they're, you know, they're competent in their roles, and they will assess that risk based on the incident they're attending and the conditions that they're attending that incident within. So it's really difficult to give you a finite answer in terms of it will always be this way, but it, they are skilled, competent people that uh, have trained well to do this job and will have prepared for today's wind uh, and know what to expect. So they have the you know, kit checked, you know, appliances, our fire engines checked, everything's in place for today. 
Well, it is expected to stay rather windy as we head into the weekend too. Of course, you can keep up to date with the latest by listening to KMFM and you can also take a look at lots of pictures and videos of all the damage caused today at Kent Online. The Kent Online Podcast with Ballin Maidstone. Elsewhere today, an inquest has heard how a trainee pilot crashed a plane on purpose in Romney Marsh after finding out he had terminal cancer. A reporter, Alex G, has been listening to the hearing. The body of Dr Christopher Woolard was pulled from the wreckage of the light aircraft when it came down in a field near Ruckinge on the Romney Marsh. An inquest into the death of the 64-year-old heard that he drove to Rochester Airport for a pre-arranged flying lesson on the morning of Friday the 10th of September last year. The trainee pilot had just under 75 hours of flying under his belt and was given the keys to the plane to to conduct pre-flight checks as a normal part of the training. However, when his instructor left, he then got into the plane and took off without permission, radioing down to the ground team that he intended to crash the plane. Tributes are being paid to a lorry driver who died in a crash on the M2 near Chatham. 25-year-old Frankie Wright from Sheppey passed away in hospital after his BMW left the motorway earlier this month. A convoy is expected to take place ahead of his funeral in two weeks. A mother's paid tribute to her son, who's been found dead nearly three months after going missing in Dill. 27-year-old Alex Holland disappeared in November and his body was found yesterday. His mum's described him as a loving family man, his deaths not being treated as suspicious. Kent Online News. Now, at Kent Online, you can see a picture of a man police want to speak to about a fatal house fire in Folkestone. They're investigating the blaze, which left a person dead on Shorncliffe Road yesterday. It's being treated as suspicious, and detectives believe the 24-year-old may have information about it. And in football, Gillingham will be hoping to get back to winning ways tomorrow as they try to keep up their bid for League One survival. The Jills are still five points from safety after a one-all draw with Morecambe last time out. Tomorrow, they welcome promotion chasing Plymouth Argyle, who is sixth in the table to Priestfield. Defender Connor Masterson, who's on loan from QPR, says the squad's had a good week working with the manager. Basically, he just came in and he had to put the team together and just give him like give uh, little pointers like what he could do and what he wanted us to do he couldn't tell us much really but this week we've had a whole week to just get on the training ground and sh- what he wants us to do in possession now possession and I think you know as a team we're getting better and we're learning more and it's, I'm really enjoying my time and the gaffer's been brilliant with me personally and I think with the team and I think we're in a good spe- like good place at the minute and just keep it going. He doesn't want us to go into the game thinking right, trying to remember loads of stuff and all so because and I think that's that's fair enough because you just want to kinda of get on with your own game as well and focus on your own game and I think he's he's been spot on so far. We were unlucky in our second game against Ipswich and we against Morecambe. We should have probably won, if I'm honest. Well, they scored in the last minute but that's the way things go. But other than that we've been very solid and we look a threat, uh, scoring goals, so just hopefully, you know, we keep that going. 
or kickoffs tomorrow at three and you can follow the match action at Kent Online. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Insta for all of the latest news in Kent. And you can also subscribe to get all of the latest editions of the KM newspapers and get exclusive content with Kent Online Digital Plus. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.